0: Live from the Motor City all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now, sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice. And join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime.
1: And good evening, everyone. We are Reckless Speculation. I am Raj Mehta. This is Tom Sloan. The other two dorks don't know jack shit about baseball, <laughs> so we kick them to the curb. Get out of here. Pretty faces, well, at least one of them. Um, we're going to be talking about today's trade deadline that ended at 6 p.m. Eastern. As you can see, we're going to go over the winners, the losers, surprises, who was traded, who wasn't, uh, and what the fuck are the Mets up to? Uh, sorry, I have bad language, but with the Mets, you know, I mean, we're going to get into that, but you got a team that spent 800 million in the offseason that paid a hundred and what, 10 million in luxury taxes, which is more than I wrote it down. um, Roughly like the salary or, or the total payroll opening day rosters of like
0: 10 teams, which is just, insane. It's, it's more, it's more than the two of the top three teams in MLB right now with the Orioles and the race. That's just
1: Amazing. And, you know, the funny thing is about the Mets is fan had rated them the number 11 farm in uh, all of baseball. And that was on August 1st. So that's going to go up quite a bit. But as we're going to talk about, uh, they are still uh, broke as a joke and they owe a ton of money. But without further ado, you know, Tom is from Detroit and a huge Tigers fan. I'm obviously from Southern California and a huge Dodgers fan. Um, Tom, I'm going to start with you and, you know, there was talk of Detroit being a potential buyer in the end, they sold and I'm going to start with Michael Lorenzen.
0: What did you think about the deal? Did they get enough? Well, Lorenzen was, was kind of low risk for the Tigers when they brought him in, uh, from everything I've understood, they brought him in here with the, the understanding that, they were going to kind of build him up, uh, make him, uh, uh, profitable, make him marketable. And after the trade was done, they interviewed Lorenzen and, and he basically celebrated Scott Harris saying, you know, you, you held your end of the bargain. You, you, uh, kept your promise. And, and he came to the Tigers with not a lot of recognition. He gets, uh, the representation of the tigers as their lone all-star and since the all-star break he's been a a really solid pitcher so they kind of put him uh, on the map again and made him you know valuable trade commodity for some of these teams that uh, are making runs like um, the Phillies so he's going to help their he's going to help their rotation and from what they said today, Dombrowski said today they're going to go with a six man rotation. So, um, going to have fresh arms going into a, a wild card run because there's not a chance in in Hades that that they're going to make up ground in the East.
1: No, not at all. And I'll admit, you know, getting that prospect, um, Kyle McDaniel uh, had highly rated who, uh,
0: uh, how you lee. How you lee, um, yeah. The number five in the Phillies organization. Just
1: super versatile, a really good get, but I have to admit, I was surprised he went to a team with Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Taiwan Ta- Walker, mm-hmm. uh, Ranger Suarez, and uh Christopher uh
0: what's his name? it. Send- I can't remember his last name. Sende Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And- I'm I'm shocked. I- I'm shocked the Dodgers didn't make a run at him. He's a Southern California kid, and he kind of would have fit right into that rotation. And and you wonder if the Dodgers aren't kicking themselves a little bit after, uh, we'll get into it shortly, the Erod situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a conspiracy per se, but Andrew Friedman sort of, uh, you know, set a very high bar for himself. And he's got protégés. Uh, like Alex Anthopoulos, like others, uh, with the Giants before yeah. Farns I-80. Mean, it goes down the list, and some of these guys are just beating him to the punch, and they are better than him. But, yeah, moving on, the Tigers did have two starting pitchers, uh, really, that were going to command a ton, especially after Verlander was dealt, and we'll get into that. Eduardo Rodriguez, supposedly a deal was done, and he had signed – off on it correct and then
0: what the hell happened well from from what i understand uh rumors are it it, it's it's a marital thing so last year erod took an absence from the team several month absence from the team and he disregarded phone calls he disregarded text messages And the reasoning behind his uh, leave of absence was a marital situation. Um, So there were rumors today that uh, this was Erod getting back at the Tigers because they withheld pay from him last year when, when, you know, he disappeared, so to speak, which, you know, the, the team had every right to do that. I think every team would do that. So, but as, as more news got out and, and as the news came out that he did sign off on it, but then at the 11th hour he said, I'm not going there. And we'll remind everyone, he had 10 teams on his no trade and the Dodgers were one of them, which is crazy to me. So uh, all indications that I'm hearing out of Detroit is uh, it's a potential situation where the wife was like, uh I'm, i don't want to go to la and and like we spoke earlier uh he's got family on the east coast uh i i i don't like situations when you put you know family in the scenario it's like you want to do things for the betterment of your career and i think him going to the dodgers would have been a better situation for him currently
1: yeah i mean what percentage of ball players would you say are married and in our years extensive years for for me at least i have never heard of this excuse i know he's got an opt-out next year and a no trade a yeah. favorable contract but i mean absence makes the heart grow fonder As not said he had ever heard that i know he's got family on the east coast yeah um i got a guy that You know, got a little big for his britches, as they say here in the South. You know, uh, 13-5 and or something when they won the World Series with the Red Sox. You saw him, like, one of my lasting images I was at that game for when he gave up a home run to Yasiel Puig and just fired his glove on the ground in, like, the fourth inning. And we're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? They were exponentially a better team. Um, Ironically got bets from that the next year, 19-6. and Then he goes to Detroit um he just seems like a odd cat like a weird dude um but yeah that i i was speechless um yeah i I have to admit we took it i took it a little personally not that it's me but i had never heard that man And, and
0: it's for half a season like give me a break uh it sounds to me like he made comments that he likes being here and Possibly he's going to pick up his player option for next year, and I think Harris. They interviewed Scott Harris today before the uh, the game that they lost. (laughs) Go figure against the Pirates, Um, and he said that worst case scenario they they've got a top left handed starter. You know, so it's not all that bad. So the risk is, will he resign? Um, he's Scott Harris has taken a lot of heat on, um, Twitter. Cause I'm not calling it X. I'm calling it Twitter and, uh, the fans are not happy with him, but I, I just don't think. I don't think he had any other situation to go. And like he said, there's 10 teams. It's a small market that you have to, to deal with. And, you know, you're, you're talking about a third of the teams in the league. And out of those two thirds, how many of them are in the market to actually, make moves and and as you saw there weren't many there was only a handful that actually made deals that bettered them uh for the rest of this season so his hands were tied um I think Erod you know ultimately kind of screwed him and now he he's left holding the bag and Scott Harris looks like the the bad guy in the situation. You say as your headline or tagline whatever
1: the Avatar disgruntled Tiger fan. <laughs> Can you uh, expand
0: on that? Is that just hopes and dreams being dashed again or what? Well, I mean, look no further than the two high-profile pitchers that got moved in the last 48 hours with Scherzer and Verlander. You know, they they were on this roster with David yep. Price and uh, Rick Porcello. Mm-hmm um and you got 20 2013 oh, man. you had the best rotation ever and and they just couldn't get it done ironically enough the 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 Orioles were the team that just upended them in the playoffs so uh and and since then this team has just gone downhill I mean there's been a lot of hype last year there was a lot of hype and they just didn't do anything I believe they're headed in the right situation but losing has become commonplace here in Detroit and and it just sucks. Um, you know, we went down to the ball game a couple weeks ago and that was an embarrassment. I, I told you don't bet on Detroit cause we were going, but, yeah, um, it's just losing, losing sucks, no matter what you look at it. And and for the last 10 years, that's all the Tigers have done, but you know what? I bleed, uh, orange and blue, so I'll, I'll run with them. So, and, and I, and I have faith in Scott Harris. I, I think he's got a great pedigree coming from, San Francisco and Tampa. And so I, I, I think he's the right guy for this situation.
1: I agree. I just, you guys have taken, I mean, I've never, it's been a long time since thank God for the Wolverines. Right. Because I mean, Detroit, for those that don't know, have such a loyal, passionate fan base. And when you look at the wings over the last 10 years, the Tigers, you know, it, it's just a lot of what ifs, the Lions. The Lions uh,
0: are our only hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, you always say grab your drink of choice. And if I was from Detroit, I would definitely take a, Take your advice on that. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, I'm going to get into the Dodgers off that. You know, every year we have this unrealistic hope, whether it be starting with Manny Ramirez getting us to the playoffs back then. Uh, don't care. It was before he got called a cheater. Machado, Scherzer, you know, you name it. Usually when we needed it, we got it. Um, The last few years, that has not been the case. Last year, we didn't need anyone. We just got cold. This year, L.A., uh, you know, all five starters in the rotation have been injured at one point or another. Dustin May is done. Syndergaard was pretty much useless. He goes out for the Indians in what I thought was a great deal for L.A. and uh, gives up two hits and one run. They lost. But, you know, they got Ahmed Rosario in return, who uh, is a versatile fielder. L.A. Mm -hmm. reaches versatility. Um, You know, Miguel Rojas is their shortstop, very weak hitter. Uh, Rosario hits 306 against lefties. Uh, He can also play different positions and spell J.D. Martinez at D.H., who is hurt right now, Uh, his hamstring. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what happened when you're 36, but. There's another player that was on the 13 roster for the Dodgers. Yep, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he started out slow his first year, and then he just tore it up. And, of course, per, uh, per usual, the M.O., he got good and left. Um, but, yeah, you know, they added Ryan Yarbrough for very little. The thing about the Dodgers is they needed innings, and they got Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, who's a gangster and a L.A. hero. They got back Kike Hernandez for very little. Uh You know, are they? Seems like they're trying to relive 2020, but in the end, they kept their four main starting pitchers that are rookies that were called up way too early. In Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Pepio, who's hurt right now, and Gavin Stone. So, LA didn't give up a ton, and they got reinforcements. Uh, Do we wish we got more and more help? Absolutely. Uh, You know, the Dodgers have a top five, you know, top seven farm system. It's there, uh, you, you know, the, the flip side of all of this is when are you going to use it? You've got aging superstars, um, but, you know, teams were asking the world. I know they were really high on Dylan Cease, but the White Sox mm-hmm. were asking for too much. I'm surprised the Pirates didn't deal uh, Mitch Keller or David Bednar. They were asking for a ton. So, um, you know, that's you, you their foundation.
0: Know. That's Pittsburgh's foundation. And the, you know they're a lot like Cincinnati. You know they're they're right there. I think Cincinnati is slightly higher than them, yeah, uh, currently. But uh, those are two guys that that they're going to build on. And, and I, I didn't see them moving either one of those two. I agree,
1: but I mean they're old, getting older as well, and you know, I mean how long can they toil in submediocrity? It's <laughs> You know, look at the Mets. They at least got a ton of prospect for those guys. Um, and I'm going to go to the Mets. Out were Verlander, Scherzer, Tommy Pham, Mark Kanha, uh, David Robertson, just an amazing closer. I may be missing someone. Would you call the Mets a
0: winner or a loser? Well, I- I'm going to call them a loser because – million uh, payroll for this season. And you did absolutely nothing to the point of you not only got rid of your, your two hall of fame pitchers, not Mets hall of fames, but irregardless two hall of fame pitchers Mm -hmm. and you're paying the vast majority of their salary. Uh, And I think there's where the issue comes into play as losers. Um, they're paying Verlander 35 million. Uh, and if he picks up the option now, the option comes with a caveat. It has to be, um, he has to reach so many uh, innings pitched and he has to go through a medical evaluation in order to get that, uh, option for 25. So, but the Mets are going to pay half of that. So, uh, where did they gain? Yeah, they picked up prospects, but as far as uh, the payroll goes, and then here's Scherzer. Um, here's another one. He's <laughs> uh, the Mets are going to cover over thirty five million of his contract. That's just yeah. You got uh, Ronald Acuna's brother, who looks like he's a potential MLB uh, player. But I mean, here we go again. You're paying these guys to play on another team in a sense. So they, they made out their farm system made out. Yes. But as a whole, when, when you're paying uh, another, another team for the, the, the players that you signed, I I just don't see where that's good practice. And I I just think the Mets just really dropped the ball when it came to this. I mean, it started, when they threw all that money at Verlander, you know, in the off season. So two 40 year old pitchers. And- yeah. I just, I, it, so yes, they did well in return, but it cost them in the long run. And, 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 um, Scherzer came out today and said, he uh, pulled Cohen aside and said, listen, wh- what's your, what's your plans? What do you, what's your outlook? And he told him flat out, 25, 26. So um you'd you'd be wise to to take to waive the no trade, and he did. So um that's weird to me. You're basically telling the guy, you know what, you're better off to leave and and, and we're gonna pay you. So I, I think Scherzer did the right thing in that regard.
1: And I know that's down the list after winners and losers, but I just I just don't get it. I don't know what to call them. You don't spend 806 million. On a team that won 101 games last right, year, running right. pivot and say, "Oh yeah, we're planning for 25, 26." Shut
0: the fuck so, up. But and, and then anything. again, you look at that situation. Why didn't they move the the panda? Why didn't they move him? Uh, there was I was listening to MLB radio this afternoon. CJ Nikkowski, and he was like, "Well, what's the point? Is he going to be the next superstar off the board?" And they didn't move him. So. Uh, I, I just don't know what's going on in in New York, not just with the Mets. I don't think the Mets know what's going on with the Mets at this mm-hmm. point. No way. But, uh, I guess we'll
1: see. You know, they'll probably turn around and package half the guys they got this year at the deadline next year and try to make <laughs> a run and pay whoever. Um, but whatever. Uh, without further ado, I'll get back to uh, the schedule that you so gracefully uh, laid out for us. What are uh give me your top
0: three winners from today? The winners here. I I I think it's Houston. I think Houston did a great job. Um they get Verlander back. He's he won a title for them in um Garbage Can Gate. Uh they didn't really have to give up. I, they gave up prospects, but they got money in return. So essentially it's costing Houston three million dollars out of pocket for, for Justin Verlander. So he's immediately gonna go right into the top two uh of that rotation. Uh and he's gonna make them probably the favorites coming out of the West. Um well, I I agree. I, they needed him,
1: you know, after losing Lance McCullers Jr. and Luis Garcia for the year, mm-hmm. they needed him. And instead of re-signing him for eighty million, the Mets paid him for them.
0: You know, right. Like uh, so I I'm- like, I like what the Rangers did. Uh, they're, they're a team that's they're, they're surging. They spent a lot of money last year and, and didn't have, you know, the stats to show it mm-hmm. um, this year, everything seems to be rolling for them. Go get a number one, go get a guy that could put you over that hump. And, and like I just said, I think Houston wins the West. I, you know, the Rangers are going to come out in the wild card. So, I like what they did there. And here's one um kind of uh outside the box. I like what the Cubs did in two regards. I think they brought uh Candelario back. Good move there. He's he's a, he's a former solid baseball insider, player. Right? Didn't they oh, form, trade him? Yep. Former try? Cub, former yeah. Cub got traded to Detroit, uh went to uh Washington this past offseason. Um yeah. solid baseball player, he's a good third baseman. He's going to hit well in Chicago. And here's another reason why I think Chicago did well. They kept Cody Bellinger. They kept Marcus Stroman. Um, although Stroman's been a little down, I think he's kind of the heart and soul of that team. Um, so it was worth keeping. And Bellinger, it never made any sense to me why they were kind of um, dangling him towards other teams because he's one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. So, And they're right in the thick of things. So... It didn't make sense to me to move him, and they didn't. So I think for that reason, they're uh, in the top three of my winners. You know,
1: it's another case where a team started winning games near the deadline, and they went from full sell mode to obviously kind of buy. The thing with Bellinger is he's on a one-year $17.5 million deal, and at this rate, he's going to get paid probably by the Yankees or someone. So he may be gone. I think he will be. But, you Maybe know, the Ken Arario is a guy who is a hell of a player, and people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, he is 35th in baseball in OPS. Uh, that tells us, I mean, the guy gets on base. I mean, that's OBP, obviously. But um, just a smart hitter, um, you know, 16 home runs. He, he does well with runners in scoring position. I agree. And they kind of had a hole at third base. I think they did really well there. Uh were those you said your those are your three winners? The, yeah, those um, are my top three. In, in terms of my do you have a fourth? Knock it out. We're moving pretty quickly.
0: Uh how about Toronto? I, who, I yeah, I mean
1: was a hell of I a move,
0: losing they Bichette they got they got de young today. Um although they did testing on Bouchette, they said there was no structural damage. So oh, really. Um, Yeah, so um, that turns out to be a depth move for them. So they'll get Bichette. They'll probably hold Bichette back for a little while just to make sure he's healthy. But when he comes back, you know, they're going to be prepped for for a run. So um, they could have done more. Well, they did. Did they get another pitcher too? Uh, Offhand, I can't remember if they did or not. But... um, I can't remember either. No, I don't uh, think they did. They, they didn't do much. But um,
1: but they seem to have done more than their count. And as a Dodger fan, you know, we're, we're in the dog days right now. We just got our ass handed to us at home by Cincinnati. Toronto took two out of three. But I was really impressed with that Toronto team. They That's can hit. a hell of a team. And I think they, when they needed to get a deal done, they did. And that says a lot. And compared to, some would say the Orioles didn't do enough. The Yankees and Red Sox didn't do much. You said the Yankees got the last
0: deal of the deadline, like a was that they, a desperation deal? What was it? They they were the last team to make a deal. Uh, maybe it was desperation. Uh, hmm. I think in their uh, arrogant minds, they think they they probably can make. I, I, you look at look at they're only three and a half games out of a wild card. And they've We've done this without judge and, and Cole is hurt and um, Severino has been hurt. He came back and got rocked. Rondone missed most of the year. He came back and he's been terrible. Wow. Um, but going back to Baltimore, I, I don't think they were losers in this situation. A they got a great pitcher in Flaherty um, and B they're, Farm system is fantastic. They've got a staple of young talent, and they didn't lose any of it. So uh yeah. spearheaded by uh holiday, Matt Holiday's kid. I think he's in double A AA or triple A right now, and he's all indications are he's gonna be a stud when he gets up to MLB. So they didn't lose uh that upper t- upper tier talent to go along with the talent they already have on this team, the young talent. So uh, I I am okay with them standing pat because they've proven that they're built right now to win that division. And, and, and there isn't a better team right now in baseball. I don't think then Baltimore, they're just, they're shocking everybody at this point. They're ahead of schedule. And
1: uh, I saw a stat, you know, we, we like I'm on the team, but the Dodgers went into Baltimore and took the first two there was a stat that Baltimore has not been swept in Baltimore won the third game 70 consecutive series. Now I don't believe they've been swept since then. And of course that started with the call up of Adley Rutschman. Rushman. And I saw Rutschman hitting lead off the other day and pitcher. I was just like, uh, I'm going to swear when the fuck has I heard a catcher hitting lead off? I mean like uh, what? And they're, you know, many consider them like you said 2 years away. From really taking over, but geez, these guys are, I mean, they are gonna take over. And when LA played them, Cedric Mullins was hurt. Um, they're very reminiscent of Cincinnati, but better. Very aggressive. They challenge hitters. Uh on the base pass, they're nightmares, very versatile. Um, you know, they just sent down who I don't think he was an all-star or not, uh, the struggling Tyler Wells. And you're right. They they got Flaherty. Now, Flaherty was a guy who got Cy Young votes a few years ago. This year, he's been struggling. I saw a stat that of all the pitchers that have pitched 80 innings, he is last in baseball in allowing a three forty six batting average with balls in play. Hmm. Uh, that's not great. That could also mean
0: – who's, who's he playing? Who's he playing for? Who's he
1: playing yeah, for? Which you They're go back to –
0: But yeah, exactly. And you go back to Lorenzen. Lorenzen, he's four and six, you know, with an ERA a shade over three. But, you know, he's playing for the Tigers in 13 games under 500. Is his situation going to change when he goes to to Philly? Just like Flaherty, his situation's going to change playing with. And and, and I'll go back, I'll go back to, uh, I believe it was 2017 when the Tigers dealt Verlander. Verlander was not good here. His last two years in Detroit, he was not good. And I think it, it it was basically because the Tigers weren't good. He kind of played to the talent. And once he went to Houston, it took off. I mean, there's some players that just, they don't play.
1: They, they get to-
0: around a team, that, that culture, and it changes. So uh, will that happen with Lorenzen? Probably will that happen with Flaherty? I I believe it probably will.
1: I was surprised. Well, with Verlander, I called it PEDs, like Baumgardner, old red ass. But that's just mm-hmm. me being bitter. Um I was surprised when we played Baltimore that that's a great sports town. Generally, there was nobody at that game, and I'm like, dude, I I, mean, I know that marketability is an issue. They don't have quote names but i mean i would be all over the purest, which that town is was half the stadium was empty and half were dodger fans yeah i was shocked by that and i think you're right when you get traded to a big team that's in a race you know it 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 tends to bring the best out of you but i also think crowd matters and i was really surprised by that at baltimore now they do have mr splash which is pretty cool but uh, the dude with, like, a fire hose, when they hit a home run, he, like, sprays the crowd, which...
0: I, and they do the they do the the sprinkler there. They get a double or something. They're all, you know, doing that, so... Exactly. And um, if, I love and their energy. Fire,
1: that place is dirty as hell, so I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you, you know, I, I just wanted to get your take on that. For me, uh, I knew you'd get the good ones, but Pittsburgh was a team to me. They signed... Andrew McCutcheon, G-Man Choi, Dick Mountain, or Rich Hill in LA, as we affectionately <laughs> call him. We love him. For him to go to San Diego, just 19th stick. team. Oh um, wait, no, his 13th team in 19 years. Yeah, and I, I call him you, the grunter. I we I mean, I I love the guy. I met him. I told you I got lucky enough to be invited to a golf tournament, even though I don't golf. Just the nicest guy in the world. And he a Dodger legend, just like uh Joe Kelly. There's just something about him maybe being 70 in the underdog role, but for him to go to San Diego sucked. But point being is also, um, you know, uh, Carlos Santana, they were all one-year deals on the cheap, and they, they flipped three of them mm-hmm. for prospects, including San Diego's Jackson Wolf. Um, I thought that was brilliant. I mean, why not which, sign
0: like one-year guys? and Which back? he just pitched here in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. And he was, he was you know – pretty dominating uh especially coming coming in after a long rain rain delay he came back in and you know he he looked good he's a he's a crafty lefty so yeah that that's a nice deal for pittsburgh
1: very crafty and you know i sometimes he's you know kyle mcdaniel and other fan graphs and you know he just because he doesn't hit 99 and have just a 12 to 6 on his curve doesn't mean i mean that was a guy that you know and i saw that game i told you that I thought he had great command. It was just mm-hmm. called up in double A, I believe. Um, you know, there's nobody left in the Padre system. So why they needed another guy that doesn't really get on base and strikes out a lot, but hit home runs, <laughs> uh, it, it just puzzled me. Uh, another team that surprised me was the Angels. They, I personally believe, should have created Otani. I, I bring up Herschel Walker all the time. Mm-hmm the day they i mean they could have gotten the world for him they've had him and trout
0: on the same team they've done nothing do you uh, think do you think that they did a little advanced um feeling out so to speak towards other teams to get a kind of feel of of what other teams potentially were offering and and maybe it wasn't to their liking so they decided to pull the plug on it i do Um, I also
1: think there's a PR move there. Uh, Most Angel fans hate Artie Moreno, their owner, Um, just, again, toiled in mediocrity, and I think he got down to a point where the team that wanted Shohei the most was the Dodgers. He would never trade them to the Dodgers, who's actually from L.A. versus Orange County and Anaheim, Um, and it just got to a point where they weren't giving him enough, and he couldn't rationalize trading the Best player that many have called in the history of baseball. And um, really getting two players in him. But mm-hmm. at the same day, they went out and got Giolito, who's from LA, a rental free agent to be. Um, they also got the former Angel CJ Cron, who's been mashing in Colorado. And uh, also Randall Gritschuk, who's another uh, uh, serviceable uh, utility serviceable. guy. Yeah, guy can play all, all three positions in the outfield. So and part of me thought that they knew that they could they knew Houston and Texas were going to do something. And I firmly believe the Angels just already wants to just get in the playoffs. He knows they're not going to do anything, uh, but it's time for them to do something. And uh, Angel fans are pretty sick of it. Um, Another team you already mentioned, uh, the Rangers. How about Arizona? Yeah. Uh, Andrew Chafin was a pretty crappy closer and late inning reliever. He played and, here
0: last year. <laughs> yeah.
1: And fat old uh, mullet wearing uh he belonged in Arizona with, with, with that hairdo and, and the look, but um, they ditched him and somehow, and this is also goes with my losers, Seattle, who is 55 and 51, five games out in the West traded their closer and Paul Sewell. It was just a, hell of a pitcher i mean just a great player
0: uh every statistic jumps off the page and they 25 saves at the at the all-star break god probably it was my biggest all-star snub of of the season i use your number one closer and lights out and and he doesn't get an all-star uh pick but yeah
1: lights out i think like four straight years of sub three eras um just an amazing whip i thought I, it was him or someone else at like a 0.77 whip a couple of years ago and i was just like what the hell why would they trade him i have no idea um i'm not sure if he was the one under contract through next year somebody was and i was just like what the fuck is that team thinking um but Seattle's ahead of the angels actually they're tied and they gave him to arizona who also got tommy fam and the diamondbacks you know have had Struggled hitting left-handed pitching, and Tommy Pham can do that. Another guy who's 35 years old, he brings toughness. Is an MMA guy. He's kicked a lot of people's asses. 11 experience, stolen bases. Experience, in
0: um, experience in the playoffs,
1: in the clubhouse, um, and again, like I said, they're very aggressive on the base paths. Uh, another 11 stolen bases. So really, Arizona was a huge winner for me, and uh, you know the Braves. They they got Pierce Johnson and Brad hand is a hell of a reliever and you know, the the rich rich are there. Yeah. And um, you know, I just, I I guess it's kind of frustrating in that like some of these teams really filled holes, like again, Toronto is the epitome of that. Whereas I know as a Dodger fan, we needed uh, certain things that I don't believe we got aside from Lance Lynn who you know, he could have a double cheeseburger tomorrow and have a heart attack. Uh, I hope he doesn't, but still, uh, I, there was just an amazing ability of some teams to close deals. Now, moving on to teams that couldn't close deals or didn't trade people, who were your l- biggest losers of the deadline?
0: I'm I'm going to stay home, my Tigers. um Clearly, yeah, there's six and a half. Now there's seven and a half out uh, from the Central. Uh, the coffin isn't closed, but it's only one nail away. But um, I, I think there was there was opportunities. carry Carpenter, a free-swing, power-hitting uh, left-hander. There was teams drawing interest. Uh, I think uh, they kind of dropped the ball on him. They've got a plethora of, of talent down in Toledo in the outfield, so he was expendable. Uh, so i'm surprised they didn't move him obviously erod not going that was um and not a good look uh so now it, the 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 thing is if is he's going to pick up his option it's 50 50 so who knows but um another loser to me um the yankees they make one move uh they are not going anywhere they're they're in the basement in the east they're ten games out of first place and falling uh there there's no reason why they wouldn't have sold uh some of those uh pitchers that are uh on last year's of their contract uh, but like I said earlier there's there's an arrogance level to to the Yankees they feel like they're always in contention and um they're finding out that um that division's not for the uh the big names per se anymore because Look who's at the lead, the top two. It's a new Um, baseball world. Absolutely. And then here's a team that you would have thought they would have made some noise, Uh, being their own, they only got a game or two lead in the division. The Minnesota Twins. Agreed. They did absolutely nothing. Uh, They need pitching, Uh, they could stand to get another um, decent hitter. it's gonna be back and forth between them and the guardians who who, in my estimation, um if I had a fourth team to go for as far as losing is concerned, it's the Guardians because you get you traded your your number one pitcher, your number one starter. He goes to Tampa. Um, your' the probably the top two or three closers in the game, uh, Class A, was a trade ship.
1: They were going
0: to move him. And I could not understand that. So here's a team that's a game and a half out of first place. And if they're a good second half team, look at, look at what happened last year. They're doing the same thing. They're following the same MO and they were sellers. And I, I, for the life of me, I can't figure out. Um, So, and, and again, like you said uh, earlier, Seattle kind of, kind of boggles me. Uh, A team that's kind of right there and, and they, they're sellers. It just, it's hard to put your put yourself into some of these gms mindset because are they thinking about winning now or are they looking a couple couple years down the road and 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 if they're looking down the road look we'll come back to this this episode look two years we'll see where the mets are in two years for them looking down the road i just don't think it's a good way to practice
1: i agree and along the same line uh uh, first-place team is the Cincinnati Reds, and they have a one-game lead on Milwaukee, and they have a lot of hitting talent in that system. And if memory serves, all they did is they went out and got Sam Mole, a reliever from yeah, Oakland. That, yeah, that's um, it. You know, there's a lot of holes on that team. You know, they're hot right now, but there's 60 games left in the season, and they better flip.
0: I mean, they can't keep this up. Do you think... Do you think their mindset was a lot like Baltimore? They've got a really nice farm farm system, and they don't want to mess that up because they are a little bit ahead of themselves.
1: It seems like it, but you know their system's definitely not as good as Baltimore's. But at the same token, they have a sensational player who some would argue. You know, I I watched him in Double A. You know, right now he looks like a Hall of Famer. Is he that guy? No, he's very raw. Mm. And I just I don't see a lot of these guys. Um, the kid from UCLA, Matt McCain, I can't think of his last name, TJ Friedel. These are not, I think these are guys that are outperforming who they are. And I would have gone for it. They they have a a lot of assets that could have flipped into some veteran leadership and some other guys in that clubhouse. Um that will, you know, help them down the stretch because Milwaukee is an experienced team. I don't think anyone from the Central really scares people. Although, like I said, when we played the Reds uh, last series, I mean, they were just so aggressive, challenging every hitter.
0: They uh, they, they play like they belong. They play unscared.
1: Absolutely. But, again, I was telling my buddy, people know I went to graduate school in Cincinnati, and they just – this is not a team that can sustain that, in my opinion. And it, you're not going to stay hot. And I there's an intangible sense of hotness that I firmly believe in. You know, L.A. won 111 games last year, but they were cold down the stretch. And in baseball, so many times, it's who gets hot at the right
0: time. And this is not a team that can
1: sustain that.
0: 2006, Detroit Tigers. Yeah. They're the 2023 Cincinnati Reds. They're the 2023 Baltimore Orioles. The whole regular season, probably 85% of the season, they were playing out of their mind. Nobody, nobody thought they could sustain it. They had a nice lead in the central. They lose it. They get in the playoffs through a wild card. They steamroll through the playoffs. They get to the world series against St. Louis. Those lights were really bright. So You wonder if this is a situation where can they sustain it? And if they do, what's going to happen when they get to these games that matter? Because in 2006, Detroit made fundamental errors that cost them the series that um, I could only uh, look at as a, the inexperience and B, these guys weren't used to playing that many games that long into the season. So uh, you hope that this isn't the case with those two teams, but history serves, and it usually repeats itself.
1: Experience matters, and I yep. firmly believe you have to pay your dues. The Dodgers beat the Braves twice in the playoffs until the Braves took over, and they were middling at the deadline, and they went out and got Solaire and uh, Rosario, who went out and just was unconscious, mm-hmm. uh, a few other dudes, uh, Duvall, and, yeah, they were they were like five hundred. And at the deadline, they got goal players and they won the World Series. And half that team had been there before. And, and that matters. And I remember that Tigers team. I think Miguel Cabrera, who's now 84, was yeah, probably like 50 back then. But um,
0: <laughs> ironically enough, he was not part of that
1: team. I thought oh, he had age. just started around that. Mm-hmm. What is 17 years ago? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wasn't he on that team? He's a 20 mm-hmm. year veteran or something. Um, you know, finally. A lot of people will call the Dodgers losers in the sense that, you know, the Dodgers had a farm. They had a deal for a guy whose wife called the shots. I don't know. Again, I don't even know what to think of that. To get Yarbrough at the last second, a left-handed pitcher who's a guy that can get innings because that's what L.A. needs. Um, Urias is fat. Gonsolin uh, has lost it mentally. We lost May for the year. You know, people forget that Walker Buehler has been out. Hopefully he comes back in September. I yeah, they count.
0: were. I was watching uh, uh, High Heat today on MLB Network, and they interviewed Joe Kelly. That dude, he's he's legend. Love but um, he's he said game. that he said that Bueller's planning on coming back um, in September. It'll be slightly over a year removed from Tommy John, so um hopefully he wears a little bit uh looser pant maybe that's that's part of his problem oh yeah well
1: (laughs) his wife is pregnant Mackenzie, super nice girl yeah i'm flexing i know her uh just met her golf tournament but
0: uh the siren when i need
1: it if the wife if the wife the reason why i brought up not the flex but uh his nut huggers i thought would mean that he'd never have a kid so (laughs) yeah she is pregnant, but those things were tight as fuck. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see about Bueller. Joe Kelly, great quick story. The Dodgers had some kind of charity event where they had a mariachi band. I can't remember. And Joe Kelly loved what mm-hmm. the dude was wearing so much that like you've seen this. And he told the dude, like, hey, uh, you know, can I get that jacket off you? And the guy was like, well, I'm coming tonight. We'll And Joe's like, I'll switch a signed jersey for you. Sure enough, Joe goes in the bullpen, end of the game. Uh, throws his sign jersey up. Dude throws the mariachi jacket down, and Joe wears that to the White House to meet President Biden. That mariachi jacket, he can do no wrong in our eyes. We love him. Uh, standing ovation the other night when he came in, and um, just just a guy that just doesn't give a shit, and we love that about him. Breaking uh, news,
0: uh, Raj. Breaking news. Oh no, uh, Framber Valdez, no yeah. hit. No hit the Guardians today. Uh, oh, a shutout, fewer than a hundred pitches. Wow! And
1: that was a guy who was struggling, correct?
0: <laughs> Let's see here. Like up until it just popped up, it just popped up on my uh, notifications. Wow! When uh, did his head I'm pretty sure
1: that he had like started struggling. You know, he started out on fire. He's eight and seven now. Um, you know. Fairly high whip. Yeah, he had given up six against Texas, four earned against Oakland, five against the Angels. Um, yeah, that's a lot of runs, especially against Oakland. But he goes yeah.
0: out and no hits a two a guard two nothing. <laughs> Guardians team that's uh, on the on the downslope. But yeah, two <laughs> less less than a hundred pitches. That is <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's a quick-ass uh, game. Does it count, uh, t-
1: though, if it's against the Guardians? I, I feel uh, like there should I be. I don't know. Maybe not. Asterisk. Maybe not. It's Houston, so there should be an asterisk by everything those cheaters do.
0: Uh, but but if it, it, if we can rewind back about, oh, I don't know, a month, when I predicted that Houston would play your Dodgers in the World Series, and in that prediction um, after today seems like might need to put a little money down on a bet you're nuts.
1: We got to get healthy, but you know, Toronto was a team, like I said, uh, that really just really impressed me. Uh, another quick update the Cubs are beating the Reds 16 to 5. Wow. New-comer Heimer Candelario is playing <laughs> first. He is four for five tonight. Wow. In his Cubs debut. Bellinger. Three for five, of course, with a home run. Dansby Swanson with two home runs. Uh, So, yeah, they are, uh, looks like the Cubs have hit one, two, three, six home runs so far. And they are hammering the Cincinnati Reds who uh, maybe are, uh, oh, they left in Lively for four innings and he gave up 13 hits
0: and 13 runs. Wow. So this Candelario deal, it reminds me a lot of, what the Tigers did last year when they moved Isak Paredes to yeah. to the Rays for Austin Meadows, oh. Paredes has over forty home runs with the Rays since the trade. Yeah, Austin Meadows has played forty games for the Tigers. He's um, battling some mental health issues. He had last year. He had um, vertigo problems. Uh, missed all but a handful of games this year. He hasn't played. I think he came up and played maybe the first week or two uh, and then uh, left the team for mental issues, which, you know, we hate to see, and we hope nothing but the best for him. But there's a situation where the Tigers got fleeced in that that regard. Um, you
1: wonder about the physical and other things where they just sold a bad bill of goods. And I say that in, uh lightheartedly mental health is a massive uh, a ridiculously important thing and and it's paramount and but vertigo among other things that it, it, it just arrived you know that's uh
0: that's interesting i didn't know that i really didn't and, and austin meadows i mean he was coming into a really good situation yeah um a lot of hype last year and not to mention his younger brother parker was he is currently in the tigers organization moving his way up the ranks currently in Toledo and the triple a team and their third best hitter on that team so you would have thought that maybe that was a situation where uh Austin was coming in and and would kind of he he already had a really solid career in Tampa and it just hasn't panned out and and he's still I believe under contract for another year or two so we'll see if if he actually plays again I I never mind him playing in Detroit um, will he ever play again? period is, is to be uh, determined. but i I think that's that's a situation that a lot of GMs look at. like on paper, he's a hell of a ball player, yeah, but there's some things going on in their heads and and maybe they don't disclose and and there was a lot of grumblings around here that that Tampa kind of knew there was a situation, but conveniently left it out. um so, Maybe that's why teams are a little bit more hesitant to to make deals when things like that happen.
1: I agree entirely. It, it's just uh, you know, sometimes that type of stuff it just seems to happen a lot to the tigers.
0: Yeah, it does. And it, I can it, only it, help. Hence my out. uh hence my banner, to disgruntled yeah. tigers fan. it, it it's, doesn't
1: uh it's like it, it the curse lives. Um Finally, let's get into before we get into final words on the deadline uh, surprises. What surprised you the most about today, guys? That were dealt, guys that weren't dealt.
0: What do you think? I I think the surprise uh, came last week when uh, the Angels pulled Otani off the off the board. Uh, this was shaping up to be uh, one of the hottest. Uh, Trade deadlines uh, in in recent memory, and and when he was pulled off the table, that that kind of all right. Now what else do we have? And and so, but the, the surprise, the biggest surprise to me, I go back to the Mets, uh, and I'd like to think there's 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 more to the story why they um, paid so much of their contracts, but um, if that isn't the case, and the Mets are just sending. Houston and Texas, uh, the majority of the money for those contracts, then Steve Cohen probably needs to to be uh, let go of as of his general manager's duty and never be allowed to uh, run a team again, because uh, that's failure on, on a, a whole different level. So the biggest surprise to me is um, really is, is the Mets kind of miscalculation go coming into this season and as the trade deadline uh, came by, yeah, they
1: had some of the highest odds to win the World Series again, coming off of 101 wins. They started out 14 and seven, and then he just the shit hit the fan. You know, it. You know, they lost Diaz after uh, was it during the World Baseball Classic or or the spring? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he.
0: Yeah, it was like the second game. He a knee I, it was a knee or an ankle or something and and he's he hasn't come back so yeah
1: uh it seems like they were cursed from that point but i've never seen a team spend that much kind of that money let alone a 101 team uh win team and uh just end up trading and, and they got good players but trading away dudes and paying their salaries it's it's actually pretty humorous but um for me in terms of surprises it's a, a lot about the guys that weren't traded. I'm going to go against you in the Bellinger deal. I'm not sure about Marcus Stroman just because they're on one-year deals and there's no guarantee these guys, Otani, that are good, they're going to re-sign. Um Dylan Cease is under contract I believe through 2025, but the White Sox are in full rebuild mode. They traded pretty much everyone else and um you know I they they were asking for way too much for a guy who has great stuff, but who has struggled this year mightily at times. And I, I just think some teams have to be realistic and um, I really wanted to see him get dealt. Uh, Finally, again, the Angels surprised the hell out of me. Like I said, pulling back Otani the same day, getting G from LA, who's a rental um, thought, thought he was going to the Dodgers. Uh, Then again, getting Kron and Grichuk. And, um, you know, finally, I love seeing Well, – I'm going to go into my final words before I go to you, and you can close the show. Bullpen is everything in the playoffs. And, you know, we talked about Toronto with Dijon. I forgot to mention that you got probably the top reliever in Jordan Hicks from St. Louis. Um, Just a lights-out guy, makes another team even better. Uh, arizona again getting uh paul sewald or uh i can never pronounce his last name but just a really great pitcher who why seattle traded i have no idea like i said very I mean, very uh, wonky
0: delivery too very very wonky delivery
1: very much like tyler anderson uh formerly of the dodgers now the angels who changes uh you know arm angles leg kicks can be pronounced it can kind of go down and then pull it up just weird shit. And and that's what a lot of pitchers do. Um, And uh, finally, you know, Houston, they also got Kendall Graveman. who's was a hell of a reliever. And uh, you know, when they were good with Ryan Presley and other guys in that bullpen, that really made the difference later in games. And you've got a 40 year old Verlander. So you need guys you can rely on. And um, you know, those teams getting those three key relievers, uh, was really impressive. It was on top of all the starters and whatnot. To, for these front runners, like like Toronto, like I said, to get Jordan Hicks is just outstanding. And, and that's, in my opinion, my favorite team out of the AL. And uh, yeah, from there, I guess we'll see. How about yourself? Closing thoughts on the 2023 Major League Baseball trade deadline.
0: Well, I think... Really, the one thing I'm looking forward to is this National League Wild wildcard uh, standings. You've got the top six teams currently right now are within four games of one, each other. The top five teams are within a game of each other. And you look at Arizona, who made moves today. You look at Milwaukee, who made moves today. You look at the, the Phillies, who made moves today. They're all in the mix. Miami. They're uh they're yeah, a Robertson
1: game. and burger. They have up a lot, but still. <laughs> well,
0: this guy, uh 26 home runs this year. Uh it, it's 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 feast or famine with him. He's a oh. monster. Uh he will hit some bombs in Miami with that roof closed. So that that is a good pickup. Robertson, the closer, they made some moves. This is gonna be exciting to watch the, the teams that are right in the thick of things made moves. Now, are they moves that are going to put them over the edge or they move moves that just aren't going to pan out? But uh, you look at the, the, the NL Central, um, which is exciting. You have the Reds currently uh, up a game over, over the Brewers and f- up five games of the Cubs who, you know, up until – the past couple of weeks, they've been very hot. So, uh, this is this is the excitement. This is when baseball starts to get good. I know football season is um, among us, and we are the uh, the two of us from the reckless speculation crew are the uh, the 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 baseball elitists. will say so. This is exciting for me on top of football, but um, I love this it. National League uh, wild card race. Is it's going to be. So good to watch. I, it, it and, and it's just going to continue the trend that baseball is on upwards. First time in many years baseball is actually being talked about in a positive light between attendance, between uh, rate TV ratings. It's just, it's, it's good to be a baseball fan right now.
1: Yeah. You know, I agree. And, and I'm just going to sign off. but I was going to stop talking, but we all know that's hard, but you're absolutely right. You know, <laughs> Seven teams are in the wild card hunt. Uh, the Mets have just taken themselves out, but the Padres are three games under 500 Padres, Cubs, Marlins, Diamondbacks, Brewers, Phillies, pretty much all of them made moves to get better. The giants right now are leading it. That's a team that didn't do much at all. And that was surprising, but at the same token, and you know, they got AJ Pollock and a reliever, uh, Matthias, but, or no, he's a infielder. Um, the division leaders, the Reds didn't do enough to separate themselves. The Dodgers, the same. And um, the Braves don't have to do shit. They got better with Brad Hand. Um, a guy, Nikki Lope, uh, sorry, uh, Hearns. Nikki he Lopez. They got Nikki from the Royals for yeah. Hearns, who they acquired last week for not much. So they flipped a guy they just got and got a infield depth, which is what they need. You know, last year when Albies went down and a few, um, you know, Swanson uh was in and out. I mean he played most of the year, but they really lacked versatility there. Arceo was not the guy he was this year. And, and they put the guy in a week who they got. Uh that's Anthopolis for you. And like I said, to get Daniel Bard, just what a great move. Um so they're on another level, but the, the rest of the NL is just up for grabs. And I agree, you know, baseball is going to be just on fire down to the down to the wire i didn't mean to rhyme cuz that sucked but <laughs> you know we are talking about it and and the cubs scored again Is now 20 to 5 wow but um, yeah and uh freaking buckle up bro i mean it, it it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fire from here on out
0: uh, yes it is
1: awesome so uh, for Tom Sloan I'm Raj Mehta we appreciate you guys watching our trade deadline special this is Reckless Speculation. And whether or not you love baseball or not, we're going to talk about it, so fuck off. We will see
0: <laughs> what he said. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts we look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of reckless speculation cheers